Okay, let's get started with this year, Parsha's Lechlecha, Tavshinayin Beis. And we start off with a question that we dealt with in the past, uh, but that's a question that one has to ask between Parsha's Noah and Parsha's Lechlecha at some point. And that is, there is a famous story that is not recorded in the Torah, and the question is why. And that is, it's alluded to at the end of last week's Parsha. As we know, Avram Avinu was Avram at that time, uh, was in Ur Kasdim, last second to last Pasik <coughs> in last week's Parsha. And they lived in Charon. What is Ur Kasdim? So the Medrash tells us that Avram Avinu was thrown into a fiery furnace by Nimrod because he destroyed the idols of his father. And we know the story, and his brother tried to go in Vechulu. The question is, one of the, such an amazing story, such, a, such an important stage of Avraham's de, spiritual development in Avraham's life, and yet it's not recorded in the Torah. So the question is, why is there no mention of Ur Kasdim in the Torah Shebechsah? That is uh, question number one. If you look in the uh, source number one, Kamoti Shalorav tells us, that Bamala Asara Nisyonos Avramavinu in the ten levels, the ten Nisyonos that Avramavinu went through, Omdim Anu Utamehim, we stand up and Ramatamim Madulo Maskira Tarasinu Akdosha Esanisoyna Kasha Bimisiras Nafsha Shalavram Bakipshana Aish. Why isn't the Kipshana Aish listed in the Torah? Torah Shibaksav. The Akeda makes it, the famine makes it, many Maybe going down to Mitzrayim, all different. We've shown him have different lists of what are the ten. But the question is, this is a biggie. So why wouldn't Kivshon Aish be included in the in the in the text itself? And the Eben Ezra already quotes is bothered why this isn't in the text. So many other little details of the story seemingly make it to the Torah Shabbat while this one is is left out. Question number one. Second question that Rabbi Yeshua Mikutna asked, the Yeshua, the Yeshua uh, Malko, he quotes a Medrash, or a Gemara, he quotes it from the Gemara, line 7. Gemara in Pesachim Kuf Yudches. B'Shashi, he built Nimrod HaRasha, it's Avram Avinu, L'Tokiv Shana Eish, when Nimrod threw Avram Avinu into the fiery furnace, Omar Gavriel, L'Fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Gavriel says to Hashem, Rabboni Shalom, Hashem, let me go down and save Avram Avinu. Ask Gavriel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem says, no, 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 no. I got it covered. Ani yachid ba'olami. V'hu yachid ba'olamo. He is unique. He is an individual in the lower world. I, Lahavdil. I guess HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have to say Lahavdil. Right? I am a, I am unique in my world. I'm going down to take care of it. So Hashem says to Gavriel, you don't have to get involved. You know, I'll do it myself. And we could even add, says the Yerav Yeshua Mikutna, that in the Medrash Tanchuma, it's a little different nosach. All the Malachim wanted to save him. No, no. Hashem wanted to do it himself. In contrast, we know there was another time in Jewish history when certain individuals had to be saved from the furnace. So we read in Sefer Daniel, Hanani, Mishal, Vazaria, um, were saved, and there we find that a Malach saved them. Not a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Bechvodu And the question is, what's the difference? Hanani, Mishal, Vazaria, a Malach, Avram Avinu, a Kodesh Baruch Hu himself. Manish Tanta, Mishal, Nefesh, Zu, Mishal, Nefesh, Zu, Vekivshan Zeh, Mishal, Nefesh, Zeh, what's the difference? 
So you put two, both questions together, you get an answer. Says Yeshua Mikutna. Again, number one, why isn't this uh, story, this miracle, described in the text of the Torah? Number two, why is it that, uh, what is the emphasis of Ani Yachid Bolami, Vu Yachid Bolamo, why did Amr Avinu get HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself while Hanani Mishav Azariah were not Zoha? Says the Yeshua Mikutna, line 15. Aval Kosev Yeshua's Malko, I'll never move on, let me explain. Ki mitzvah's kiddush Hashem hu rak imrod simla onsul avod avodazara. We know avodazara is one of the big three averes. When do we have to give our lives for avodazara? In what circumstance? Where I'm forced to. Somebody puts a gun to my head and says, worship or I'm going to kill you. That's one of the big three averes we have to give our lives for. Avodazara gilei raish v'chastamim. As we'd like to quote it in the past, the Maharal. The Maharal writes at the beginning of Pirkei Avos. That the big three Averos are the opposites of the three pillars that the world stands on. Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Hasadim. So these three Averos, if we violate, we're undermining the pillars of the world. That's why we can't, we have to give our lives. Avodah Zara is Keneged Avodah. And Ritzicha, murder, is Keneged Gemilas Hasadim. Right? The opposite. The Yohan that Maharal has to work on is Giliarayas being opposite, being opposite Torah. As we mentioned in the past, Torah is the most sublime activity that one could be involved in, while Gilearias is the most uh, mundane and animalistic uh, activity that one could be involved in. But either way, when does one have to give their lives for Avodah Zarah? Only if one's forced to. Avo'enu mechuyav lehisgaroz bo'ov the Avodah Zarah. I am not obligated to go and start up with the Ov the Avodah Zarah. Kedesha yavoli deni soyim v'kedesh Hashem. So that they'll get upset at me and then put a gun to my head and then I'll have to give my life. That's not what we're obligated to do, to start up with them. And if I do this, I might even be in the category of someone who causes the death to their own life. We don't want to be involved. We don't want to cause problems. If problems are presented to us, we have to deal with them. But what did Avram Avinu do? Avram Avinu did just that. He went and he destroyed his whole father's store of idols. Avalavim avinu midacheres haisazu shizgarbenimrod uvedaro. Avinu did start up. He kind of put himself into the situation himself. Umashipilu kivshana eish haisakfar nikmaso shal nimrod al shehiskarabo Avraham. The kivshana eish was Nimrod was upset by what Avram did. It wasn't just somebody came over to Avram and says, "You have to worship, or I'm going to kill you." He didn't do it. He didn't mind his own business. He did it himself. So says he showed me Kutna. Now we get to our answer. Why is this story not recorded in the Torah? Vihine Alenu Ladas Shasipure Hatora Nechtavu Kadilahoslanwazdera Torah. Generally the stories in the Torah are there to teach us, as the word Torah means, Lahoros, to teach us. Lalami Lanosamaisasharolinolasos to teach us what we're supposed to do. So especially when someone is even involved in what we call a mitzvah to give a misimpression of what is required and what is involved, the Torah would not want to do that. Avram Avinu had his reasons for acting in the way he acted. And that is, he was starting to spread monotheism. He was the first believer in history, so to speak, that was going to spread. Obviously, Adam Noach. But Avram Avinu was the first one who, who, who figured it out and he was going to spread it. So he was in a different category. But his behavior was not meant to be a model for all of Jewish history. So the Torah leaves it out. Yes, you can learn about it in the Midrashim. 
So this is not the model that the Rabbim was supposed to be following. Abraham was the only one. If he's the only one, he's the start. So he's in a different category than any other Jew in the rest of history. So he has to spread. He's starting the religion. So that's why he acted differently, appropriately, but differently than every other Jew for the rest of history. Says Rabbi Shumi couldn't know that's that's the emphasis of the Medrash. Hashem says, I have to go save Abraham. Why? Because the Desdin Shomala, they just based on Dine Torah. Dine Torah? Avinu didn't do the the Avri started up himself. It's his own fault, so to speak. Kanishbarakhu says, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. He went into the Sakana himself. He had a nace, but it's not meant to teach Lodoros. And that's the message that Hashem told Gabriel, He's the Yachid. That's why he acted this way. But it's not to, uh, in this regard at least, this is not meant to be a Misa of Osimulabadim. The whole rest of Sefer Bracious is a Maisa Avasimulabadim, as the Ramban writes at the beginning of this week's parsha. But this act was not, and therefore it was left out of the Torah Shebechsad. Al Kain, and that's why Hatzalaso Lo Miad Bezin Shalmala Shem Donan Al Pidini Atora El Miad Kadosh Baruch Hu Bechlodo Uve Atzma. So what do we see? The Yisod is when something is not meant to be taught for generations, doesn't even mention it. It leaves it out so not to give the misimpression that something is mutter when it's not. There's another parallel to this, another example where we see this co- comes up. This came up in the mitzvah shir this week. And that is a meshachachma in Parshas Achremos. Okay, meshachachma in Vayikra Perak Yuzayin Pasik Zayin. In the context of Shechutechutz, shechting outside the Beis HaMikdash, we know there was one famous time in Jewish history where there was a great Navi that sacrificed outside the base of Mikdash. And that is the story in Malachim, Aleph, Perak Yerches, the story of Eliyahu Bahara Carmel. Eliyahu t- trying to disprove the Nevi'eh Abal. We know the story. Uh, Eliyahu gathers all of the Jewish people at the mountains. He tells the Nevi'eh Abal, you go first. And they, they go up, all of the hundreds of men go and they put an animal on the on the Mizbeach, I'm reading from Perak Yudchas now, they didn't put fire there, and they start davening, and they start screaming. And morning till night, all the Jewish people, it's amazing how much patience they had. Right? They were just watching and watching, and nothing was happening. Elio was one of the great, great uh, sarcastic lines in all of the in all of the Tanakh. Vahibat Saharayim Vayahatel Bohem Elio. Elio makes fun of them. Vayomir. Kiru b'kol gadol, ki Elohimu. Maybe call a little louder. Maybe he can't hear you. Ula yashenu v'yikatz. Maybe you'll wake him up. Maybe he overslept. Elio says, and they go through the whole the whole process, and of course nothing happens. Elio Navi then says, okay, now it's my turn. And all the Jewish people are watching. He asks them to bring kadim and kadim and jugs and jugs of water over and over again. And Elio puts the animal on the mizbeach, and he says, aneni Hashem aneni. Boom, fire comes down from heaven. But so I'll say, Hashem Elokim, Hashem Elokim, we believe. Says the, that's the story. But the Meshachachma p- picks up on the description of what exactly Eliyahu Navi did. Because after all, this is an example, the Gemara even gives us an example of Shechutechut, Shechting a carbon outside the base of Megdash, which is not normally allowed. But you know, for this circumstance, it's called a Harashah. 
It's a one-time thing. You have to teach the Jewish people to be weaned away from idol worship. So he's allowed to do it. But the Meshachachma says, if you look closely at the Psukim, it doesn't even mention that he did anything wrong. Vihine, now in source number two. Bipar shehikrev Eliyahu, lo nizkar hashchita vahazrika. It does not say explicitly in the text that he shechted the animal, that he sprinkled the blood of the animal, that he did anything related to avoda. It says one thing. Vayaruch esaitzim. He set up the wood. I'm reading to you from Perak Yerches, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. Vayenatech hasapar. He cut up the cow. Vayasam aleitzim. He put it on the wood. Just read that Pasuk. Is there anything wrong with that? No. I really functioned as a carbon, says the Meshachachma. Hashem didn't want or the Hashem who dictated the, the, the Navi, didn't want anyone to have a misimpression that Shchut Echutz is mutter. So that's why he didn't say it explicitly in the text, so that no one would be misled later in history. Exactly what Rabbi Shumi Kutna says, why the story of ur Kasdim is not in the Torah, so as not to mislead anyone, so too says the Meshachachma in this story. Let's just read it now. Mishum Davi Shchut Echutz. He did it because there was no choice. It still is not written explicitly. So that we don't learn it. It says it was burned, but God sent that fire. Not Eliyahu Navi. So therefore, there is nothing in the explicit text that says it didn't, did anything wrong, and therefore, uh, that's a parallel. Even when something is allowed for that time in history, like Avram Avinu with the idols, like Eliyahu Navi Bahar Carmel, it could be that the Torah or the Navi wouldn't write it explicitly in a way that could mislead people. Okay. Number one. Now we move on. Second plastic in the first, second plastic in the parasha. So let's start from the beginning. You gotta leave everything. Leave your land. This is the Parsha of Aliyah. One of the Parshas of Aliyah. Go to the land that I will show you. The I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. Let's talk about a Rashi. Rashi says, on this pasuk, in the first, uh, by, on Vayebracha, Vayebracha, right in the middle, Habrachos Nesunos Biyadecha, says Rashi. The brachas are given over to you. Ad Achshav Hayu Biyadi. Until now, says Hashem, I had the Koach of Bracha. Birachti Laadam Vinoach. I blessed Adam, Noach, Puravu, Umeachshav, Atta Mevarech, Tevarech, Esashotach Potz. Now you give brachas. Shot number one. bracha. Hashem says to Avram, I'm giving you the keys. I'm giving you the bracha koach. The bracha key. Number one. Dabar acher. Different shot. First shot is that Avram would be the mivarech. Now, second shot says Rashi. bracha. You will be bracha. Not you, not you will bless, but you will be blessed. What does that mean? Rashi says, I will make you a great nation. I will give you a great blessing. 
This is the mocker for the first You might think that we end off with saying You might think we say that. It just sounds weird because we don't do it. But you, you think, no, if it was the Avos, it's the bracha of the Avos, you might think we say all of them. Tamalomar bracha. In you will be the chasima. In you we will sign off the bracha. And not them. Many drushes have been said over the ages to try to explain al drush bechachosmin. What exactly is the message of in you, in you will be the, the chasima. Probably the most famous pshat, I gave it to you from the Shem Atov, well known, many different svarim say it. Says the Shem Atov on the third line after quoting Rashi, the Yeduim Pirish HaSvarim. The Svarim explain those famous Svarim. The Gimel Avos Harisha L'Klai Yisrael, Gimel Amudim Shalom Omen Alem. The three Avos, each one signified and represented another one of the Amudim that we were just talking about. Avraham Gemilas Chasadim. Yitzchak Avoda. Right, he was a carbon. He himself was the Avoda. And the Gemara even says, Yitzchak was connected Tfilas Mincha, and Mincha is unique. The Gemara says that Eliyahu Anabi, who we were just talking about, was only answered Mincha time. So Yitzchak is Avoda. The Yaakov is Torah. Yaakov Ishtam, Yosheva Halim. He sat in the tents. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov each represent one of the Amudim. Vidarshu, and the, the Drasha is, Dahachasima Hainu Kodim Bias HaMashiach. Ugu'ulaseinu b'mher v'yameinu amein. What does it mean? You might think that we're going to have a chasima. We're going to sign off the end of days. You might think we're going to have all of them. What does that mean? In the third generation before Mashiach, it could be that Torah is not going to be on the level that it's supposed to be on. And Avodah, we're not going to dive with a proper kavana. There's so much that we have to work on. But the chesed of the Jewish people... How they care for each other. All, all the organizations that exist. Avram Avinu. With your Mida. The exemplar, what we exemplify. And we don't have to look back at any earlier generation. We can just look at the chesed of our generation. Ah, well, next time we get an envelope in the mail. We shouldn't just say, oh, another envelope. We just say, oh, another chesed organization. Another organization that's created to help fellow Jews that are in need, that are sick, that are poor, whatever it is. That's Avram Avinu. That's the B'chah. We can't reach the level of Torah and Avodah of the previous Doros. But Chesed, there's, no, there's, there's nothing minimal. There's no Neskatnu HaDoros. When it comes to Chesed, Aval Becha Yishlanu Efsharis Lahavil De Chasima Do Matbeish Et Viabano Avram Avinu Veide Chasima Karas Veide Gemilas Chasadim Niskela Geula The Chasima, our Chasima, our end is through is through Chesed. Right? The Gemara Yevamis tells us one of the the Midas of a Jew Rachmanim Baishanim VeGomle Chasadim Gomle Chasadim. That's the Mida. That's the Mida of a Jew. That's one. But he has another one. Also, along the lines of Avram Avinu, signifying and representing a certain Mida, but a different Mida. There's something else that Avram Avinu represents. Now this is the Shem Tov talking. Line 11, in the name of Chalushi Arim. V'yadu'a gam Misha Pirish Arim. 
the Gera Rebbe, Shepiresh, Daha the Chosbin b'Magen Avraham, that which we say Magen Avraham, Hainu, did Natua believe Kolzera Avraham, Osen Nekuda Shel Yahadus, Afshin Israchik. No Jew is ever too far gone, too far lost. Avim Avinu lived in a world where there was not one believer. His environment was full with mushchas, was was low, like our generation. No, there was not one believer. Avram Avinu himself, the Ramam writes, was Obed Avodazara. And he came back. And he came to believe. We could come back. The Jew will come back. There's always that pentelayid. There's always will be a Balchuva movement. That's because of Avram Avinu. Because Avram Avinu was able to come back even after such great distance, even after ten generations of going further and further away. Avram Avinu was able to come back. Okay. One other thought related to this Pasuk, and that is the first half of this thought, or even the first three quarters of this thought I mentioned a couple of years ago. I think it was two years ago. It's worth mentioning again, but then I saw a Hosafa on it. So that's why I wanted to, to mention it. The, the Pasuk says, again, turn over to verse number four. Okay, that was the uh, that's the Rashi. Says of Shimshon Miestrapolia, who is known who is known for his sharp thoughts and his mathematical thoughts. He's known for mathematical thoughts. Says of Shimshon, if you look at the names of the Avos and the Imavos, Bishemos Avos Avramislaviyakov. And he like does the math for you. This isn't this isn't uh, this isn't college math here. This is like basic, you know, first grade math. So it's okay. So Avramislaviyakov, add up all the that's uh, how many letters are in each of their names? Five, four, and four. Yishbiachad Yugimelosios, thirteen letters. Thirteen letters in Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Keneged Yudgimomidos Ukeminyan Echad. Thirteen is Echad, is one. It's the unit. But it's also the way we connect to Akadish Baruch Hu. That's Achdos. So the Avos together form the unit of Yud Gimel of 13, and 13 is Echad, 13 is Hashem. The Imahos as well. Sarah Rivka Rachavalaya. Right? Those four together, 13 letters. Sarah is three, Rivka is four, Leah and Rachel are each three. Again, 13. The Avos and the Imahos each are Echad. Each are all together one together the almost and the Imahos, 26 that's Shem Havaya that's God's name that's Yud Kevavke that's not just the symbol of Hashem of Echad but it is it is actually Echad so what does this all do for us? what does the Rashi say? Va'agad v'ashemecha zeshe'omer melokei Yaakov what does that mean? I will make your name great says Hashem to Avram what does that mean? I'm adding on a letter to your name I'm making you Avram to Avraham. I'm, I'm widening your name. What's the connection? Yaakov has two names. We could call Yaakov Yaakov. We could call Yaakov Yisrael. So which do we choose? When we talk about it in the, in the first bracha of Shemona Asrei. We, we pick Yaakov. Why do we pick Yaakov? Because we added on a letter to Avram's name, so you've got to take off a name. You've got to make sure, if you want to keep the 13 balance, you've got to call him Yaakov and not Yisrael. 
I'm, I'm, I'm expanding your name. I'm adding on a hey. So that is why we say Elokei Yaakov. That's why we say Yaakov and not Yisrael, because if it was Yisrael and, and Avraham, that would be that would be one extra. Right? That was the Zesh Omer Elokei Yaakov. Hatam Shomer Elokei Yaakov. Elokei Yisrael. L'fishikvar Nishlam Amisbar Beheishel Avraham. Beheishel Avraham. Good. So that we've mentioned in the past from Rav Shimshon Mistropolia. Just one one Hosafa, just another pasuk that's quoted that you can fit into this drush. The last uh, paragraph, he quotes from the Sefer Rashi B'Samim. This is in from Yagdal Torah. Levar Mashanemar, we say unto Hillim, Lule Hashem Shahayalanu Yomarna Yisrael. So if you read it, I'll there are drush. Lule Hashem, but the hey. Lule hey Shahayalanu. Without the hey, Yomarna Yisrael. We would be saying Yisrael instead of Yaakov. Lulei hey shahayalanu in lo biglal shem hey that equals twenty six altogether thirteen each yomana yisrael hayu amrim elokei yisrael so this is a, just a cute add on of the pasuk into hilam kufchav dalid that that I wanted to uh, to mention okay the next thought is based on a pasuk in the middle of the parsha now we got a lot to talk about here. The end after the four kings and the five kings, and Avramavina goes to save his nephew, Lot. And we get to Perek Yudalid Pasig Yudches. Perek Yudalid Pasig Yudches. Avramavina comes back, and the king of Stom goes out to greet him. Pasig Yudches, before Hamishi. Umaki Tzedek Melech Shalem, Hotzilachem Ayayim, Malki Tzedek, the king of Shalem. Allusion to Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is not mentioned explicitly in the Torah. First time Yerushalayim, the word Yerushalayim appears in Tanakh is Yeshua Paragud. First time. Nowhere in the Torah does it say the word Yerushalayim. This is the closest we're going to get. Melech Shalem. Hoti Lechem Vayoyin. Fu Kohen Lechel Elyon. He was a Kohen Lechel Elyon. Okay. Pashtas and the Pasik. He came out with bread and wine. Last year we spoke about why bread, why wine. Um, and in terms of the, uh, the brachas involved. Okay, but we're going to say another pshat on this. And uh, the next sefer, I don't think I've ever quoted from, source number five, the Sipure Hasidim, which is a sefer from Rav Zevin. Why am I quoting from it tonight? Uh, the first time I was introduced to the sefer was by Rav Benny Eisner, Sechronel of Racha, who was nifter this past week, somebody who had thousands and thousands of Talmidim all over the world. Um, and I just wanted to, L'zecha uh, Nishmaso, quote the sefer that I remember about uh, 20 years ago when I was at his house for Shabbos in Bayit Vagan, he took out Sipur Hasidim at the Shaloshudas. I don't know if he did it every week, but he took out a Sipur Hasidim. I'm like, what is that? So Sipur Hasidim for Rezevin. Hasidish stories based on Seder Parsha, three or four stories on each uh, Parsha. So I just wanted to mention this for uh, for Avbeni. Okay. So Maki Tzedek Melach Shali. So he quotes the following story. It's all stories. Pamachas Kosav Hatzadik Rav Meir Parmishlano Zal Agonar Shlomo Kluger Mibrodi. A Chassid and a Litvak. Rav Meir Parmishlaner and of Shlomo Kluger. So he, he sent him a letter. He says, let's go, let's go vacationing together. Let's, let's go together. Okay, they go to a certain village that's close by. What a village that's close by. When they came to the village, his achsein hatzadik Rabbi Meir bebayis echod. Rameyer Pamishlaner was in one house. Vahagon, Shlomo Kluger was in another house. 
at the Cheshire, the Chachma Shlomo and Shulchan Aruch. It's written by Shlomo Kluger. Chachma Shlomo in the back of the Gemara, somebody else. So, he went to one house, and Shlomo Kluger was in the other house. Shalach HaTzadik, Rabbi Meir, is HaGabai Shalom. Rabbi Meir, Pavel Shlomo, sends his Gabai to Rabbi Shlomo Kluger. Shayom Rafid in Torah. Mi mehem tzarech lelech v'akim shalom l'chavera. Who has to go to who to say, say give shalom? We don't want to know. I'm the Hasidish Rebbe. You're the Litvish Rav. So who goes to who? Who goes to who? Mayachar Shashti, he says, he used to know. He's a commentary on Shulchan Arach. He's got to go to Shulchan Arach. So who goes to who? Mayachar Shashti and Kanarachim. They're both guests in the, in the village vacationing. So who goes to who? Heshev Agon. Says of Shlomo Kluger, Ki al pidin, al pitorah, Tzorach HaTzadik, Rabbi Meir, Loeches Lakdam Loshalom. You gotta come to me. Why? Why? Nothing to do with Hasidus and Misnagdus. Nothing to do with that. Asakein HaTzadik, Valach Lechal Apnegon. He went, fine. Achagach Shalom, and Lumekor Shalach Hazui. You don't know why. Why do you say that? I'm fine with it. But why did I have to come to you? So he says, There is a Makor Batorah. First half of this story has nothing to do with our Pasuk. But he says, says it's, it's with the Torah. It's the sources in the Torah. Parshas Yisro. Vayete Moshe lekras chosno. Moshe goes out to his father-in-law. Vayishalu ish l'reyehu l'shalom. And a man to his friend asked, How you doing? Vayishalu l'shalom. Rashi says, Who asked who? Vayishalu ish l'reyehu. So Rashi says, Who's the man? Who's ish? Moshe Rabbeinu. Ish Moshe, Anav Ma'od. Moshe's Ish. So Moshe was the one that went to Yisro and gave him Shalom. So the question is why? Why did Yisro give Moshe Shalom? Why did Moshe give Yisro Shalom? Moshe was the greater person. Why did he ask him first? Savarani, says Shalom Kluger. You know why? Who had to travel farther? Whoever had a travel father gets to take it easy. Who had a travel father? Yisro? So the one who was closer asked the one who came from a farther distance. Moshe has been in the Midbar the whole time. First Moshe Rabbeinu asks Yisro. And that's why I came all the way from Brod. And you're here. You're close to this village. So that's why I him that you could you could uh, cut to see me. Nothing to do with uh, who's back. Moshe Rabbeinu was, was greater. Okay, that's the vart that Shlomo Kluger told told uh, Rav Meir Pamishlaner. After they talked for a little while, so Rav Meir says, "Okay, now it's my turn to tell you a vart." Okay, that has to do with our pasuk. That's why this is here. Now my turn, my turn to tell you a vart. Amar Atzadik Rav Meir. Shai Osek Tamid Bitstakol Begimilas Chasadim Vayimafazakom Osef Alzeh. He used to be Osek Bitstakol all his life. Pasuk says, Malki Tzedek Malach Shalem Hotzi Lechem Vayoyin Vahu Kohen Lekel Elyon. Says Rameer Pamishlaner, again, Alder Abdrush. Kishishnei Tzadikim Izvadim Yachad. When two Tzadikim get together for a meeting and they spend some time in each other's presence, Kolechon Mizdavik Bekedushas Hasheni Hanecholom Yachad. They each kind of rub off on each other. The two tzaddikim that are together. Right? They rub off on each other. And each tzaddik is mashpia a little bit on the other one. So, Hine Avraham spent his entire life chesed. Like you said before, he's the epitome. 
His house was always open to all passerbyers. That was Avram Avinu. Who would he meet with? Maki Who was Maki according to Chazal? Shame. Shame. What did Shame do? Shame As we like to say, every time a personality in Sefer Brashas disappears, they went to Besmedra Shame Ve'ever. So, Umaki Tzedek, Shehu Shame, Yashav Besmedra Show, and he, he sat and learned. So, Agravina was Osik with the mitzvahs and chesed all his life, and Shame sat and learned. So, he named Torah, they came together, they were schmoozing. Each one learned a little bit about the other one. That's the deeper interpretation of the Pasuk. What did he get out of Abraham? He learned about Achmas Azarachim. He learned about bringing food. That's what Malki Tzedek got out. Midas parnasas aniyim mechol tzarcheim. Because Shem said to learn, so he had to learn. Benotam lachaveiro. He had to learn to support people. Vehu, obviously, pshat is that's going on. Malchus Tzedek also. But says there, Meir Pamishlaner is going on Avraham. Vehu, Avraham Avinu, who was osek with Chesed and Kiruv. Klomar Avraham Hotzi. What did he take out? Kohen lekel elyon. He learned how to Kohen, how to be a priest, meaning to be a, not a priest, a priest in the best sense, the Kohen Elyon, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how to sit and learn, how to, how to be, de, 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 devote oneself totally to, to Torah and Yerat Shemayim. That is the Jewish message of, I believe the last line was cut off, I'll read it to you from the original. Avram Hotsi Me'es, Shem, Midas Kohen Lekel Elyon, La'avod Ba'Kodesh, V'lilmo Torah, Yomam Valayla. So they each took out from each other. So I guess the, the Mayor Pamajlana was hinting, you know, maybe we should try to influence each other. Right? You should take some of my, my chesed and I'll take some of your uh, shame being Kohen Lokel Elyon. That was the, uh, the Sipure of Chasidus on the Parsha that relates to this Pasuk that um, goes back to Rebeni Eisner. Okay. Next. Tesvav Yudalad. Major, major section of the Parsha, which is not always focused on, and that is the bris ben Abbasar. Special bris that HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes with Avram Avinu. Achar Ramayla, Perak Tezvav. Hashem, in a vision, speaks to Avraham. Al tira Avraham, Anochi Magen Lach. I am your protection. Scharchar Be'ma'od. And Avraham says, Oyvei, I don't have any children. What's going to happen? Don't worry about it. You're going to have children. And Hashem takes Avram Avinu above the stars. Pasakei, Vayotzi Yosu Achutzah. Can you count the stars? That's how many as your children will be. Okay, fine. And then they have the, spe- the treaty itself. They cut, cut animals in half, which was the way that treaties um, were observed in those days. And let's just read the part that uh, we're going to focus on. Pasig Yud Gimel. Vayomer la'avram. Hashem says to Avram. Yodoa tedaki you shall know that your people will be a stranger in a land that's not theirs. doesn't say Egypt. In a land that's not theirs. 400 years. That's why Chazal say, even though they were only in Egypt for 210 years, it was 400 years from the birth of Yitzchak. So therefore, it really did work out for 400 years. Don't worry, Avraham. I will punish the nation that subjugates you. And then you go out with great wealth. 
and you'll have Yitzias Mitzrayim. So last year we spoke about the Machokas between the Rabbim and the Ramban about this Pasuk. Why were the Egyptians punished if it was already forecast what was going to happen? But let's focus on the first phrase. I will, I will punish the nation that subjugates you. Asks Rav Salvechik. We needed a Brisbane Habasarim to know, to be guaranteed that Hashem will be a just God. Right? What happens? Hashem tells Amravinu, don't worry, justice will prevail. Don't worry about it. What, 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 kind, of, uh, what kind of promise was needed here? Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is uh, right? Tzadik Hashem b'chol deracha, b'chasid b'chol masa. We needed a promise, and we always constantly go back to the bris ben Abbasarim. Hashem promised. Hashem, you promise. You promise. What does Hashem need to promise for? That he's going to judge Mitzrayim? Of course he's going to judge Mitzrayim. Because he's a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Baruch Dayan Ames. He's the Dayan Ames. What, what, how are we supposed to understand the whole bris ben Abbasarim? What was the need for the bris ben Abbasarim? Of course he's going to be done then. So what exactly was HaKadosh Baruch Hu telling? What was Mechudash? What was, what's the big Chiddush of the Brisbane Abbasar? That's the Shiloh of Rav Salvation. Says the Rav, and this is quoted in Rabbi J.J. Shafter Sefer on, uh, on the Kinos and Tishabov. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. Tishabov will never be the same. If you don't have the Sefer, you have to get it. Your Tishabov will not be the same. Hopefully we won't have another one. But um, if Chas V'Shalom is another Tisha B'Av, the way to experience it is with this Sefer from, uh, from the Rav. And there he talks about the role of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the events of the Churban. When it comes to Churban, the role of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not that of judge. His role was that of Baldin, a litigant. What does that mean? Next paragraph. In the context of the Brisbane Abbasarim, God says, Don Anochi, I will judge. The nation that will enslave the Jewish people. Don Anochi simply means I will judge in my capacity. Uh, Don Anochi simply means I will judge in my capacity as Dayan. But the Rav quoted his grandfather, Rav Chaim, who said no. It should have said, if it just meant I will judge, the Gamas Yavodu Adun Anochi. I will judge. Adun. But it doesn't say that. It says Don Anochi. What's the difference between Adun? Anochi and Don Anochi. Says the Rav quoting Reb Chaim. Adun, Adin, means to judge. It applies to a circumstance where there are two litigants who appear before a judge who sit in judgment and render his decision as to who is guilty and who is not guilty. Adin, I will be a shofate. Adin, I'll be the judge. That's not what it says in the Brisbane Abbasarim. Don Anochi. What does Don Anochi mean? Don Anochi means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says... I'm going to be involved in the case. I'm going to be a party in the case. We both went before a judge. What does the Gemara say many times? Reuben and Shimon are done in Zebazet. What does that mean? They're not judging each other. They're fighting with each other. Done in Zebazet is the language the Gemara uses to explain when they're having a din Torah with each other. They're not judging each other. Reuben and Shimon, are you done in Zebazet? does not mean that Reuben will judge Shimon. And Shimon or Shimon is the judge. It refers not to being the judge in the case, but to being one of the parties to the litigation in that case. Two people have a controversy, the other one brings the one to court, but they are done in, and they bring him in front of the third party. So what's the message? What does that mean? Next paragraph. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Dona Nochi to Avraham, 
He did not mean that he will judge the situation as an objective shofet kol ha'aretz, who from on high would rule that the oppressors of the Jews were wrong and the Bnei Yisrael was right. That's not what a Kaddish Baruch was going to say and say, yeah, the Jews were right, the Bnei Yisrael shouldn't have been destroyed and Titus should be punished. That's not what God is going to do. Line 39. It's obvious that a Kaddish Baruch promised Yisrael that he would act like a shofet kol ha'aretz and judge favorably. You don't need the verse of Ben Abbasarim for that. To know Akadosh Baruch Hu would be honest. Skipping down, he's always the champion and defender of justice. Hakadosh Baruch Hu will always resolve any situation according to the principle of justice. Like we're going to read next week in the story of Stone. Hashofin Kalaris Lo Yasa Mishpat. But here it's different. Hashem says, Dona Nochi. What does that mean? Turning over the page? Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, I will be a party to the litigation. I will cheat the Egyptians as if they enslaved me. As if they hit me. As if they inflicted harm upon me. As it were, as if my children were snatched away from me and drowned in the Nile. I will not only be the judge, but I'll be the accuser. The Brisbane Abbasarim tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. He's not an outsider. Imo Anochi Bitsara. When a Jew is in pain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in pain, like a father for a child. It means that there's a partnership between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael. Harm inflicted upon the Jewish people is harm inflicted upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, as it were. If the Jew is humiliated, held in contempt, if people have a contemptuous and disdainful attitude, it's vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. Why? And the Rav ends off, V'shem Reb Chaim. Because who hurts the most by not having a base Migdash? It's not the Jews. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu hurts the most. It's his house, Kaviyachol. It's a place for him to put his Shechina. HaKadosh Baruch Hu simply has no house to dwell in anymore when he goes to Jerusalem. It was his house the Romans destroyed, not our house. We could get along without the base Migdash. We could daven instead of Karbanis. We're not the ones who are most anxious about the Churban. It is HaKadosh Baruch Hu who is directly engaged in the trial between us and those who seek to destroy us even more than we are. So we daven for the Churban. We say, Asei Loman Shemecha. Asei Loman Yiminecha. Asei Loman Kedusha Secha. Every Shemona Esrei we end off. Because Hashem is for you. That's what we're davening for. The rebuilding of the Beis Hamidash is even more important to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than it is to us. That's Don Anochi, a totally new appreciation of what was the message of the Brisbane Abbasar. Not just, okay, yeah, they'll get their just punishment. No. The Brisbane Abbasar tells Abraham, I will be with the Jewish people like, like an relationship that they don't even understand that they're going to have. Okay. One small thought that I think has come up in other contexts, not in this uh, Parsha venue, but another context, and that is. Let's talk a little bit about bris milah. End of the parsha. We have mitzvah number two in the Torah. After Puravu, the mitzvah of bris milah. Avram Avinu, 99 years old. Hashem says to him, it's time. Two thoughts on bris milah. First thought is a hashkafic, but a halachic as well concept that Rabbeinu Bachai mentions. Rabbeinu Bachai in source number eight tells us as follows. Well, go back for a moment. If 
you look in the Psukim, before Amavinu actually does the Mila, we know that Mila is classified as a certain type of mitzvah. Pasuk tells us, This is Pasuk Yudalef, V'haya la'os bris b'niyu b'neichem. La'os bris. Bris Mila is called an os. It's called a sign. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, source number eight. Brismila is a special type of covenant between Hashem and the Jewish people, which is called an os. Not too many mitzvahs are called osos. Why? There is only three. There are three mitzvahs in the Torah that are called Os, the Eloheen, Mila, Shabbos, and Tefillin. La Os al Yatchal, Tzavas Beninecha, that's an Os, and Shabbos is called an Os. Os he Benivenechem. And here, these three, Vishlashton Edus Vaos al Hayichet Vahaemuna. Each of these three in their own way, which we could talk about, but each in their own way can symbolize the special relationship we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tefillin, we wrap ourselves with the Ksav of Torah. Mila, we have a permanent stamp on our flesh of our servitude and our avoda to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And of course, Shabbos, my separatious. A Jew always needs two osos. Why? Two witnesses. We always need two osos, two witnesses, to testify. So that is why, that is why we always have two osos with us. What does that mean? Weekday and Shabbos. On weekdays, we have Mila and Tefillin. Like one of the Amoran said, he never went anywhere without his tefillin on. What about Shabbos? There's no tefillin. But Shabbos is an os. So we have our two osos that day as well. That's part of the reason why we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos. Shabbos is itself an os. We don't want to be mezalzel in the os of Shabbos. So we don't wear tefillin on Shabbos. It teaches us Mila is an os, Tfilin is an os, and Shabbos is an os. There's even a discussion in the Achronim, the Birkei Yosef discusses this, the Radvat discusses this. What if somebody is an RL because he can't get a bris Mila? Sakhanas he has a history of hemophilia in the family. Should he wear tefillin on Shabbos? Because he only has one os. So maybe he should wear tefillin on Shabbos because he doesn't have the other os. We paskin no. Paskin no. Why? The Radvaz writes because he can't. So he doesn't, he doesn't lack the os if he's not getting it because he doesn't have a choice. It's as if he has the os. Or they're saying Breira. But still, the, the suggestion is raised because of this because of this svar. But either way, this is Rabbeinu Bachai. Then he goes, I didn't give you the rest. He talks about the Medrash. Then anyone who has a bris milah is not going to Gehenna. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to um, keep anybody with a bris milah out. Okay, but that was the continuation of the Rabbeinu Bachai. Three osos. Next, 
related to bris milah. A question that we dealt with a number of years ago, and we gave a few answers, but now we have a new one. Bris milah is the only mitzvah that Avram Avinu did not do until he was commanded. Every other mitzvah, as we know, the Gemara tells us, Avram Avinu did Anshalo Nitzna. Before it was given, Avram Avinu kept Pesach and all mitzvahs. So he kept all the mitzvahs. And yet, Brismila, as we know, he did not do until he was commanded. When he was 99 years old, Hashem says it's time. And he did it. Avram Avinu foresaw with his Ruach HaKodesh all the mitzvahs. So Lachari saw Brismila too. And yet he didn't do it. Yeshla Tamua asks from Nissan Alpert, Lama Ichar Avram Avinu Milakayim Mitzvah Mila Ashe Gazer Olav Hashem Yisbarach Kivat Shekiyim Be'asim Kol Torah Kulai Kept All The Torah And Mitzvah Daraisa And Mitzvah Drabanan Like The Gemara Says In Yuma That He Even Kept Erev Tavshilin Erev Tavshilin So So Why Is It That He Waited why is it that he waited to do the mitzvah of Rasmila? So many answers given. Maybe without the tzivoy, there's chavala, there's a chavala. Maybe there's no mitzvah mila until he's commanded and he gets the shame arel. We discuss various answers then. Rabbi Zinapar gives a different answer by first asking another question. The Medrash, at the beginning of next week's parsha tells us that after Avram was commanded about the mitzvah, he didn't automatically do it. He went to ask some advice from some good friends of his. Eshkol, Oner, Mamre. What do you have to do? What do you think? You think bris is a good idea? What's Avram Vina doing? What? What? The Akedat Yitzchak doesn't have to ask any shyness. Right? All of a sudden, bris Oive. I don't know what to do. What's he doing? Right? And that's why Mamre was Zoha. He gave him the good advice to do it. Umahailo, Akachas Eitzal, Mitzvah Zu, Yosem Mishar Mitzvah. Bishah, Kodesh Baruch Hu tells him, Kachras Bitcha, no, no Shiloh. Okay, kill your son. Fine. Do Brismila? Really? Think it's a good idea? Let me, let me, let me go, uh, let me go ask the crowd. Let me call up a friend. Right, so what, what, how are we supposed to understand this? Says Rav Nissan Alpert. Anam Hadar Mavur called Sarcho B'Medrash Rabba. V'tochen Debe Makadoshim. The message of the Midrashim tell us, Sha'al Yedeha Brismila, Bris Mila is going to differentiate Avraham from everybody else in the world. This is going to single him out. Everybody's going to know about it. Everybody's going to realize he's a different kind of servant of God. Even if he wants to spread monotheism, we're not doing Bris Mila. This is going to put him, really going to make him, Avraham Ha'ivri. Mitzad Ever Hasheni. On the other side, it's going to affect his entire mahus. Right? That is why so many times in history, why is it that Brismila was targeted by the, by the non-Jewish governments, by the Greeks, by others? Because that's what makes the Jews different. And they can't stand it. Why should you be different than us? Why should you hold yourself to a higher spiritual standard? They can't take it. That's why Brismila is targeted. But everybody would know, Avram Avinu knew, when he does this mitzvah, v'yaz nikar lakoshu Avram ha'ivri. Kala olam kulam eiver zeh, v'yavram eiver acher. Ulafichach. Therefore, Avram Avinu thinks to himself, all his life, his life's work is about spreading the word of God, about bringing monotheism to the world. 
That's why he couldn't do it before he was commanded to. He knew this was going to be a mitzvah. But right now, says Avram Avinu, my tafkid in life is spreading monotheism, spreading the belief. And he couldn't do that if he did bris milah. Because that would differentiate him and therefore the counter-pressure was too much. Everything was volunteer. Right? So as we know, when the Avos realized that something would not be to their benefit, they didn't do it. Like we know Avram Yaakov married two sisters and other, other seemingly violations. But, says Avram Avinu, he couldn't do it. So he wouldn't do it until he was commanded. And he wanted to spread the He wanted to do it. But the greater good was to spread HaKadosh Baruch Hu's uh, word. And that is why at the end, after he's commanded, he still not doesn't know. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to spread his word. That's why he's misupic. The message is they go as friends. That's why he was more misupic about this than by Akedah. By the Akedah, you could say, he already was separated. So therefore he did it. It was difficult. It was very hard. Unimaginably hard. But he still, he knew what he, he, he didn't have this suffix. But that's why he was no Talitza. Because he didn't, he still wasn't sure about what, what to do. P.S. says of Nissan Alpert, so what changed? Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu finally, when Avram was 99, say it's time? What, what changed in Avram's life? Now all of a sudden, okay, it's time to get Brismila? Why didn't Hashem command him earlier? Says Rav Nissan Alper, beautifully, a message for all. Chilaku Bazef, fourth the last line. She kiven she higia hazman, she yivali lo yitzchak, she kari bozera. Avram Avinu is about to become a parent. A parent of Yitzchak Avinu. To give proper chinach to our children, we first have to perfect ourselves. If we're not perfected, if we're not working on ourselves, then we're not going to be able to get through to our children. Even if we perfect ourselves, it's all siyata deshmaya. But Hashem tells Avram, Avram, you're about to have the next of the Avos, Yitzchak. So you know what? you got to do brismila now. you got to be a salaych lefanei yet tamim, and then, then you could be a proper parent for Yitzchak Avinu. Higia hashal, shel hashlam hashlemos v'tamimos atzma rosh apiska mibili levater, even if not getting brismila, now it's time. Now you have to be perfect. You know, anybody has a simcha de Shabbos, this is obviously a perfect thought. You know, the parents perfected and passed it on, the bar mitzvah boy, you know, coming to perfection. Anyway, but that's from Nissan Alpha. Why Dafka at the end when he's 99? Because now he's going to become a parent to Yisrael Kavinu. Okay. One final thought of the evening, which is really about the whole parsha. It's a long piece. I gave you the whole piece, but we're not going to read everything. And that is a thought from the Nesiva Shalom. Slana Marebi. Message for life. Says the Slana Marebi, Lech Lecha Me'artzacha Umimolatcha Me'esavicha. Go to the, away from your land to the land that I'm going to show you. Says the Medrash, third line, Amrebi Levi. Shtei Pa'amim Ksiv Lech Lecha Ve'ein Anu Yodim Eza Chaviva Im Hashniya Im Harishona. Hashem got two commands, Lech Lecha. One here, Lech Lecha Me'artzacha, to make Aliyah. And the other one, of course, is Lech Lecha Le'aretz HaMoriah, next week's Parsha about the Akedah. Ask the Medrash, you know, which was a greater Nisayan? Which was more Chaviv? This Lech Lecha or that Lech Lecha? 
That's the Nesiva Shalom. How could you compare the two? How could you even have a question which Nisayan was a greater Nisayan? Obviously, all of those who have made Aliyah know it's a Nisayan. Okay, wonderful. But compare that to Akedas Yitzchak? Compare that, even without Nefesh Benefesh, comparing that to Akedas Yitzchak? It's not a, it's not a chance. It doesn't hold a candle. What exactly is the message of the Medrash? Asking to kill your son? Why nine? Given fathom it. He loved him so much. So number one question is, how does the Medrash compare the two Nisyonos? Question number two, as we know, it's for you. How is the Lech Lecha of the Akedah for good for Avraham? Lech Lecha, Laretz HaMoriah. We darshan Lecha here, Lahana Nascha. Avraham, it's good for you, because you're going to get Bracha in Eretz Yisrael. How is the Lecha a Bracha by, by the Akedah? You know, kill your son, it'll be good for you. Why is that? And finally, question three. Many times, or at least three, I should say, three times regarding Avraham Avinu, more than three, it uses the verb Halicha. Lech lecha twice. Hisalech lefanai veyetamim is another one. Right? Always hisalech. Lech. What's the message of lech? Lech, lech. Hisalech. Says the Nesiva Shalom. Second column. Hainu shalakal adam yesh es yudo v'tafkido oso alav l'sakin b'chayiv. Every single one of us. And he says this many times. But we're reading this here. Every single person in life, in every generation, in every stage of history, has a tafkid. We each have a purpose to fulfill. There's a specific tikkun. There's a specific accomplishment that each of us has to make in the world. And nobody, we don't know what it is. And we will never know what it is. When a Kaddish Baruch Hu says to us, hopefully... You know why we're in every situation in life? You know why every one of us has a peckle regarding parnasa, regarding family, regarding health? Why every single person is in that situation? Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu knows that this is the situation that we need to be in now to fulfill our tafkid. No matter what a person is going through in life, Rahman al-Islam, sometimes it is not pleasant, but a Kaddish Baruch Hu knows that's, that's what I need. That's what anyone needs to go through and fulfill their tafkid in life. Everything that is out of our control. What's in our control? Yes, Yeras Hashem. Other than that, everything is out of our control. Everything about me. Whether I make, I'm sick, make the deal, don't make the deal. Make the train, don't make the train. Only with this situation will I be successful and can I be successful in my, in my quest for life, in my quest to be successful at my Nisayon.
says the Nesiva Shalom. Nisyonos, the Nisyonos of Avinu, that was that was reflecting of his tachlos. But we each have our asara Nisyonos. We each have our tafkidim, and there are different types of tafkidim, as he's going to talk about. Turning the page, we'll get up to there. Line seven. These are the nisyonos that we all go through. Some are difficult and some are we can't understand, but we all have to know they're all l'cha. Answering question two. They're all l'cha, even the akeda. Hakadosh Baruch Hu knew l'cha. It's also for for Hakadosh Baruch Hu and for the person. And he even quotes on line 25 in a very radical line. But he says it. We can do all the right things. Davin, learn. If I don't fulfill my specific tachlis, which is a scary thought, but that's why we have to try to succeed in all areas of our religious life because we don't know the specific purpose that we are put on this earth. That's lech lecha for you. You got to do everything, but you got to do your purpose. That's the medrash back and forth. Which nisayon? Why? Second column now. Shehem beiz meinei nisyonos omdem chayyadam. There are two types of nisyonos that we go through. There are the everyday overcoming our natural instincts when we have to leave what we're used to to overcome bad habits. That's what we're used to, what we've grown up with. That's the everyday nisyonos that we go through. The getting up every morning to go daven. The, the, the acting in a certain way. Controlling ourselves when we get angry. That's the everyday. That's the but then there's the other type of radical nisyonos that hopefully don't come up all the time. The Akeda type of nisyonos. Asks the Medrash, which is greater, which is more chaviv? The ones that you're always, we are always involved in, but they're not extreme, or the ones that come up every once in a radical while that we succeed in? And that ant, that's not such a clear answer. Because they're both nisyonos and they both require inner fortitude and ability to be able to, to succeed. But all of it is halicha. It's all lech. It's all hisalech lefanai. It's all the going of a person through life. Line 31. Lahoros shezet tafkido shal yehudi. Loleches ulehis kadim tamid bedarko shal yehudo. All of life. All of life is about this, about going on our tafkid, fulfilling our tafkid, and knowing that every situation in life, it's a big nechama, if we can really internalize it. Every situation in life that is out of our control is lach lecha, it's lahanascha l'tovascha. It's really for us, to benefit us, to help us succeed in the tafkid that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, has planned for us. We should be able to be, should be zolcha, to be able to see that light, to see the clarity he even says different times of, of his of our lives, younger, middle age, older. He talks about the three different stages, but each one we should realize that it's all a halicha, and we should be zochet to fulfill that halicha in the best way possible. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, we will uh, continue.